Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Live Free Podcast where I talk about living a life of freedom, expansion, and rest in Christ Jesus. I'm super excited. Uh, God has given me a phenomenal word. I won't be before you long, but I wanted to share a word with you regarding the names. It's something about names that God has wanted me to talk about today and actually to just uh, read a few scriptures and go through exactly what he is speaking. Um, So all of him and none of me. Um, So today we're going to be talking about, if you couldn't see already through the thumbnail title, it says, if it has a name, it has to bow. If it has a name, it has to bow. I don't know what uh, some of you are dealing with or um, could be sickness, disease, Um, insecurities, all kinds of different things that happens that the enemy tries to label us with. Um, And even though um, circumstances are what they are, it does not trump truth. Truth will always prevail. Now, the the circumstances may be you're going through something or you have a sickness or disease or you're going through some kind of pain or trauma in your life from lack of uh, from lack or just loss. But I'm here to tell you that truth will trump the things that you even see in the natural because we're dealing with supernatural forces and we're dealing with a supernatural God that is more than able to deliver you from anything that has a name. So God wanted me to hone in on the names today. So if it has a name, it has to bow to the name of Jesus. And God wanted me to let someone know today that it has to bow. It cannot stand. But knowing that the name has to bow is more importantly knowing the having a revelation of the name of Jesus. So it's not so much as just the name Jesus as it is the revelation that you have about who he is. So I did a teaching um, uh, maybe a month ago or so and then talked about the revelation of salvation. You might want to go look at that one because it talks about how We have to have the revealed word of God. It's not enough to just have the word of God. The enemy knows those that don't really know God, but are using his name and using the word. You can use the word in his name, but without a revealed knowledge of who Christ is, then the power is non-existent. The power of God is non-existent. And I'll show you this in scripture. So he took me to Philippians 2 and 10 verse 11. Um, But I'll go to Philippians 2 and 9. I'll start there and it reads, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth. We're talking about hell. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, what God is saying in this scripture, he's saying that at the name of Jesus, God has exalted him, that every knee should bow. Meaning when you come into the presence or when you have an encounter with Jesus, that it's automatically, um, it's going to be automatic that you want to revere him and to worship him and to bow to him and to exalt him and see him for who he really is, either in this life or the life after this. Every tongue will confess and every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. But that also rings true with 
different things that we deal with in our life. So we know that using the name of Jesus or the power of the name of Jesus, demons has to flee. They can't stay. But I want to submit to you today, it's not just the name of Jesus. And God has really wanted me to explain this. It's not the name of Jesus. It's the revealed knowledge that you have, the authority that you know you have when you walk in him. Okay, so then he also gave me Romans 14, Romans 14 and 11, and it reads, For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall confess to God. So whether you bow now or you bow in the afterlife, you're going to bow to the name of Jesus. But the way that God wants me to explain this today is in terms of sickness, disease, traumas, if it has a name, Jesus says it has to bow. It cannot stand. So he wants you to get in your place a position of authority and to use your position of authority to, um, to cast the devil out, basically, is what he's saying. So this comes, you know, the Bible says that in Proverbs 18.10, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. Okay, but revelation of the names come with revelation of the who Christ is, he says. True faith in who Jesus is. You have to know who Jesus is, and that comes with a personal relationship. That comes with spending time alone with him. That comes with removing all of the distractions. See, the, the thing is, the more you make him first, the more he reveals to you. He says that those that seek me will find me if they seek with me with their whole heart. So the, the, the more you make him a priority and not an option, the more he reveals to you. He started to uncover and reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. He said he has given us the mysteries of the kingdom, but it is not revealed to those that don't know him. So this comes with a form of a relationship, a close walk, a close relationship, not making it super deep and super spooky, but at the same time, you are revering him as a priority, as being number one, numero uno. And let me just submit to you this, not only making him first in, in terms of a religious act. You know, I go to church on Sundays. I pray in the morning. That is that is part of it, but that is not the depth of it. The depth of it is love, having a love Christ, falling in love with him. And that only comes through an intimacy. You only fall in love with people through intimacy. You have to have an intimacy, an intimate relationship with him. So you want to draw near to him because the more you come up close, he's going to begin to remove the scales. He's going to re re begin to re reveal things to you and to bring things to you the more and the closer that you are to him. So that when you come into opposition and when the enemy tries to come against you, you know your position, you know your calling, you know your authority, and you know what you walk in. And it's not even a question because you know you're in relationship. It's kind of like American Express, right? Membership has its privileges. So you have an Ameri if you have an American Express or any kind of credit card, you can read the, the, the privileges and all of the terms that come with having that card. Same thing with the kingdom of God. When you have a relationship with, with, the with Jesus, with the Father and um, the Holy Spirit, you become in tune and in sync with them. And then you guys start to move together 
um, for your purpose, for your destiny, and for the purpose and the will of God to be made manifest in the earth. So you're moving in sync. You're moving in unison. The Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? You have to be in agreement and you have to know who you are and you have to know whose you are. And I know you've heard this before, but it so rings true when you're using the name of Jesus. Now, God also says praying in the name of Jesus means praying with his authority according to Luke 10 and 19 because he had given you authority to trample and tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. So I'm here to tell you that cancer has to bow because it is a name. I'm here to tell you rejection, rebellion has to bow, trauma has to bow, despair has to bow, um, unforgiveness has to bow. You know, the Bible says submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So when you submit to God, you're submitting to his word. So when you you walk in the things of God. You walk in the authority of God, um, not wavering or doubting or uh, going back and forth or being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. No, God is a stable God. The Bible says he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. So God doesn't have unstable kids. He doesn't have double-minded kids. So when you begin to walk in the things of God, all of the things that are not like him, because see, God does things from the inside out, not the outside in. He starts to deal with the inside. And once he deals with the inside, then the outside will follow. So then those desires and those worldly things that you desire before you don't desire once he starts to do a work on the inside of you, because the Bible says he desired truth and in those inward parts in the crevices, in the deep things, in the things that no one else knows about, but him in the, in the things that you have not surrendered. I'm here today to submit to you. If you want to walk in freedom and, and expansion, because what the Bible says, whether the spirit of the Lord is. And I want to, I want to submit to you that the spirit of the Lord has to be in you. Okay. The hope of glory, Jesus Christ in you. So the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That means there is freedom. So the more Christ you have in you, the more freedom that you're going to, that you're going to have, you're going to walk in more freedom. You're going to walk in freedom from people. Um, those fiery darts that come towards you, you know, the backstabbing, the backbiting and the, the rejection and all of the crazy things that, that are going on in the world today. And the things that you encounter in relationships with other people, would be it on your job, be it in your marital relationship, be it in your, with your children, be it with your siblings or with your parents, no matter where you find yourself, you will find yourself if you're in Christ, there's freedom, there's liberty and expansion. So therefore, when the spirit of religion, when the spirit of legalism and all these different things, the enemy come with at you with, they're going to bounce off, bounce off, bounce off. And then you'll know your position because you'll have a revealed knowledge of who you're walking with and who who is in you. So the Bible, the Bible says, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. So the what is in you is greater, but you have to know that. It comes with intimacy. I'm telling you, this there is the only way. Some things can be caught and some things can be taught, but I'm here to tell you a lot of things with God have to be experienced. It comes with experience and experience only comes with fellowship and relationship. So 
He wanted me to let you guys know that if it has a name, it has to bow in the name of Jesus. So when you start, uh, things start coming upon you and things start happening, and I'm here to tell you even grief. If you have lost a, a close loved one in your life or someone that you were very close to, grief has a way of taking over your life. It would, it would totally disintegrate the purposes and plans of God for your life because you would be so distracted and so fixed, focused, and locked in on the thing that you have lost, that you have now forgotten about your first true love. And let me just say this, let me say, and I, I'm talking from experience because I've lost two parents, two years apart. Okay. Not old parents. My parents were young. Okay. Two years apart. And I'm not, I don't mean super young. They were both 64 when they passed away, but they passed away two years apart. But uh, prior to uh, that, my dad passed away first and I seen it take its complete toll on my mom because they had been together since they were like 15 years old and they got married when she was 16. So that's why I said I had young parents when they passed away. Um, so I have seen grief. I don't know who, who this is for today, who have lost someone close and cannot seem to get back on track and cannot seem to just find strength to, to, and to find a filler for that void. But Jesus wanted me to let you know that he is the one that fills the void. See, what happens is when she lost dad, right? Um, her whole life was him, her whole life. Now we, she grew up, you know, my mom's was saved and all of that good stuff, but 15 years old, you know, that's the person who she had been with for 46 years. They was married. And I'm telling you that her whole life started to shrivel after he passed away. And two years later, you would know that she was passing away too. She died as well. And I really believe that that was from a broken spirit and a broken heart. Um, so, but what God showed me in that is you cannot allow no one to be your whole entire universe. God has to be that person. And I'm not saying that we still don't go through things. People have lost children. You know, things have happened in this world. People have lost. I'm not saying that we still don't grieve and we still don't. Um, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you cannot let it consume your life. It cannot have your life. Otherwise, you was created for a purpose. You still have a purpose even after those people are gone. God still expects you. What did he tell the man? Let the dead. He said, let me go bury my, my uh, father or my relative. He said, let the dead go bury the dead. That may seem cold, right? That may seem cold, but that is a classic example of how we how we think we have to go and do all these things, you know, when people pass away. But then God was saying, let the dead bury the, bury the dead and keep following me. So I'm here to tell you that Jesus has to be numero uno, baby. He has to be number one so that when things happen in life and when, when the world come against you because it will if you live in this life people are you're going to lose people you're going to lose relationships you're going to lose materialistic things you're going to lose business relationships you're going to lose business deals and all that good stuff you know you're going to lose things you know um, things that you are very connected to but God says that if you're in me that you have overcome the world because he's an, uh, because you're an overcomer in Christ. But I'm saying all of this to say her whole world, my mom's whole world was my dad. And so that totally consumed her. That grief totally, totally consumed her. And that is not the will of God for your life. I don't care who dies. And I'm saying this because 
I have, my mom and dad was my everything, you know, and, but I had to stay in a posture of prayer. I had to stay in, not to say I wasn't hurt. I still cry to this day. And they both been gone for over, my dad, I think 13 years, my mom over 10 or 11, 11 years. And so I still have to stay in a posture of prayer because I cannot let those things consume me because there's still things that God has for me to do. I cannot let them be my whole entire universe. God has to be my everything. He comes before mom and daddy. He comes before the kids. He comes before the job. He comes before um, all these things that we chase after in this world. The Bible says that, you know, heaven and earth should pass away, but my word stands forever. The Bible says that we cannot be caught up in the things of this world to the point where it totally disintegrates and consumes us. God has to be the love of your life. So he said, if it has a name, it has to bow. So take authority in Jesus name. And God even wanted me to kind of hone in on the keys to the kingdom, according to Matthew 18 and 18. And I'm actually reading this wonderful um, deliverance manual by Apostle John Eckhart. But he talks about binding and loosing, binding and loosing. OK, and the authority that you walk in. OK, you have to know your authority. But in order for them, the demons to bowing to the name of Jesus, you have to have a revealed knowledge of who God is. Okay, so he's talking about binding and loosing. So binding is done by a legal authority. We have legal authority in the name of Jesus to bind the works of darkness. The works of darkness encompass sin, iniquity, perversion, sickness, disease, infirmity, death, destruction, curses, witchcraft, sorcery, divination, poverty, lack, divorce, strife, lust, pride, rebellion, fear, torment, and confusion. We have legal authority to put a stop to these things in our lives and in the lives of those we minister to. Loose means to untie, to free from restraint, to detach. It also means to disjoin, to divorce, to separate, unhitch, get free, get loose, escape, break away, unbind, unchain, unfetter, free, release, unlock, liberate, disconnect, and forgive. That's a form of loosing. So like say, for instance, you said, I bind a sickness and disease and I loose healing that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. So we bind um, the confusion, but we loose confusion into the enemy's camp. Okay, so that's how that works. So people need to be loose from bloodline curses, evil, inheritance, familiar spirits, sin, guilt, shame, condemnation, control, dom domination, and manipulation from other people, mind control, religious control, sickness, disease, deception, false teachings, sin habits, worldliness, carnality, the flesh, demons, tradition, ungodly soul ties, come on, ungodly oaths, pledges, vows, spoken curses, hexes, vexes, jinxes, past experience of trauma and cults. We have legal authority in the name of Jesus to loose ourselves and others we minister to from the results of sin. So the Bible says in Matthew 12 and 29, or how can we enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. Before people are saved, healed, and delivered, the strong man must be bound. The, the devil considers those who are unsaved, sick, or demonized his goods. To a certain extent, he has a claim, although sometimes illegally, on their lives. He considers them in possessions because his possessions because he possessed a certain area. When we dis 
dispossess these areas, we are spoiling, seizing, taking control of his goods. So we have to dispossess. The Bible says, Jesus said, when the enemy comes, he will find nothing in me. Nothing. That means he has nothing in common with the enemy that would identify with the enemy. So when he coming, he won't have no way to bind him because there was nothing in him that was in common with the enemy. See, a lot of times the enemy is not bowing when we say, you know, if it has a name, it has to bow because these things in us are in common with him. And he has legal right to those parts of us that are in common with him that we have not rid ourselves of. So I'm here to tell you today, God says, if it has a name, it has to bow. Use the name of Jesus. Don't be in condemnation for there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. God says, walk in the authority, walk in love, walk in forgiveness, walk in a Keep yourself in a posture of position. And all that means is staying humble and standing in a posture of submission and repentance. And, and the blood of Jesus takes care of the rest. And as long as you are willing to submit, not perfection, because we're not perfect. We can't, we not Jesus. So that's why he, we, Jesus came so that we can actually be touched, you know, that he can touch, be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, that we can walk in him because of his blood. Only because of his blood, it has nothing to do with how great and wonderful and good we are, but it has everything to do with his power and his resurrection and his glory. So I'm here to tell you, God says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So God says, you walk in your authority, you walk in your greatness, you walk in your calling. Don't apologize, you know, for being saved. Don't apologize for not wanting to um, attach yourself to worldly things and don't apologize. Don't feel like you have to apologize to people or you always have a reason why you can't do something or a reason, you know, you have to give people because, of, because you just don't, that no longer fits in your lifestyle. So walk in your authority, walk in love, walk in humility, and walk knowing that the revelation of the word of the, who Jesus is, is what's going to allow the enemies to bow. And I'm going to give you one more scripture and I'm out of here. He wanted me to show you this in the book of Acts. Uh, and, and I'm reading uh, Acts chapter 19, verses 13 through 17. It says, then some of the interrogants, Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on him, overpowered him, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. They became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on all of them and the name of the Lord was magnified. So basically they used the name of Jesus, but they didn't have a revelation of who Jesus really was. And that is exactly what God was saying. It's not enough to use the name because as you see in the book of Acts chapter 19, verses 13 through 17, them demons said, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? In other words, you using the name of Jesus for personal gain and to make a name for yourself. There are many that use God's name preaching in the name of God, but against God. Okay.
So they're using the name of God, but they don't have a revelation or a walk or intimacy or a relationship with him. Meaning the, en the enemy only recognizes those who knows how to walk in their authority and those that know who they are in Christ Jesus. So that's a classic example of how the demons chased them out of their clothes and beat them bloody and chased them down and let them know, Paul, I know Jesus, I know, but I don't know you. So we have to be, we have to know who Jesus is. We have to have a confidence in the faith and the things that we believe. That is it. That is all. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe, guys. Every knee has to bow and every tongue will confess to the name of Jesus. Take your authority and walk in your position and play exactly how the Holy Spirit tells you to play it. Until next time, I will see you in the next video. Love you guys. Bye.